You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again. Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, we're, we're a day late today, but uh, yep. that, that that's my fault. Um, always a uh, day late and a dollar short seems dude, to be. Dude, <laughs> uh, this weekend was nuts, man. Uh, you know, Easter weekend, uh-huh. uh, family get-togethers, things like that, and uh, I don't know, I was worn out yesterday, dude. Like, I slept. Like, I, I took... A nap, and mm-hmm. then I woke up, and then I fell back asleep again. <laughs> and then I went to bed at a decent time last night uh-huh. and slept like 10 hours. Ooh, boy. Straight, dude. Did not get up to go to the bathroom, nothing, nothing to drink, nothing like that. I just slept, and I feel way better today. I don't know if I just, you know, was... Because I thought I was coming down with something. Like, I'm, I don't feel good. More like... Right. More like, dude, your body's telling you it's time to chill, chill out and go to sleep. <laughs> it's rest, man. All right, man. So, so you ready to dive into some basketball, baseball talk? Let's do it. Yes, sir. So we're going to start off with the NBA records from this past week, starting with the Eastern Conference, going in ascending order, starting from the bottom now we're here. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're still at the bottom. <laughs> we're working our way up. Dude. Yes, right. Just keep One going. rung at a time. It takes us forever. That's why we're not winning the titles anytime soon. Yeah. All right, first off, the Detroit Pistons went 2-2 two and two last week. The Cavaliers went 0-3. Oh the Magic went 2-2. Two and two. The Wizards won 1-3, as well as the Raptors. The Bulls went 0-3. Oh the Pacers went 1-3. Celtics 1-2. Knicks 1-3. Hawks 2-2. Two two. Heat went undefeated at 4-0. Hornets 2-2. Two two. The Bucks went 3-1. The Nets went undefeated at 3-0. and And the 76ers finished last week 2-1. and In the Western Conference, the Timberwolves went 1-3. The Rockets, back to losing a lot lately, are 0-3. The 
The Thunder one and three, Pelicans one and two, Kings one and three, Warriors one and two, Grizzlies two and one, Spurs one and three. The Mavericks getting on a roll of late and have won four straight this last week. The Blazers three and one. The Nuggets starting to feel themselves that they went three and zero. Oh. The Lakers went two and one. The Clippers went one and two. The Suns and Jazz finished the week four and zero. Oh. So the NBA standings. Of course, this has actually changed today, but. I was already had this notes for set up for yesterday, so we're off a little bit, but it's okay. In the Eastern Conference, going in descending order, starting from the top and to the bottom, we go. The 76ers are the one seed in the East at 34-15 with a 6.98 percentage, and of course, no games behind. You can't be behind yourselves. The Nets are 34 and 16 and a half game back with a 68 win percentage. The Milwaukee Bucks are 32 and 17 with a 6.53 percentage and two games behind. The Hornets are 25 and 23 with a 521 percentage and an eight and a half back. The Heat are 26 and 24 with a 52 even percentage, just a slight tick under the Hornets, which makes them eight and a half back, as well. The Hawks are 25 and 24 with a 51 win percentage and nine games back. The Knicks are at 500 with a 20 and 25, 25 and 25 record, nine and a half back. The Celtics are 24 and 25, just a tick under 500 and ten games back. The Pacers are twenty six or twenty two and twenty six with a four fifty eight win percentage and eleven and a half games back. And the Bulls are in the tenth spot, twenty and twenty eight, four seventeen percentage and thirteen and a half back. The reason why we're also covering the ten seed because they are the play in seeds, um, going from seven, eight, and nine, and ten are the play in seeds for the playoffs this year. <clears throat> so, the Utah Jazz are still leading the Western Conference. 38-11 with a 7.76 win percentage. The Suns are 34-14 with a 7.08 winning percentage and three and a half back. The Clippers have jumped the Lakers, uh, unfortunately, are 32-18 with a 64 win percentage and six and a half back. The Lakers are 31-18 with a 6.33 win percentage and seven games back. The Nuggets, right on the Lakers' heels at 30-18, a 6.25 percentage and seven and a half back. The Blazers are 30, excuse me, and 19 with a 6-12 percentage and eight and a half or eight games back. The Mavericks are 27-21 with a 5-63 percentage and ten and a half back. The Spurs are 24-23 with a 5-11 percentage and 13 games back. The Grizzlies are at 500 at a 23 and 23 record, 13 and a half back. And the Warriors, three games under 500, 23 and 26 with a 4-96 percentage and 15 games back. Man, dude, that that Western Conference is uh, on and popping right now. Uh, it's kind of like you don't know who's gonna do what. No, sir. It's getting it's getting real interesting. Yeah, to it say is. The least. All the way from the sixty, man. That's just wow. Um, I'm missing my baseball standings. There you go. Use mine. Okay, I don't know what happened. I pr- I swore I printed two. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna switch gears real quick and talk about the Major League Baseball standings because opening day was this past week. Yes, baby, let's do it. America's pastime is back. Here we go. In the AL East, the Orioles went two and zero. The Blue Jays two and one. The Rays two and one. The Yankees one and two. And the Red Sox, who cares, went zero and two. Yes, baby. In the AL Centro, the Rays went two and zero. Tigers two and one. Twins one and one. Indians one and two. White Sox one and two. Or both our central picks aren't looking that great right now. 
In the AL West, the Astros 3-0, Angels 2-1, Mariners 2-1, Rangers 0-2, and the A's 0-3. My A's aren't looking very good. Yeah, yeah, I picked the A's too. Oh, that's right. We both picked the A's. We're not looking really good to start off the year. That's not good. In the National League East, the Phillies went undefeated at 3-0. The Nationals and Mets are both 0-0 because their series got canceled. And we'll discuss that here in a little bit. Well, not canceled, postponed. We'll discuss that here in a little bit. The Marlins went 1-2, and, and the Braves 0-3. In the NL Central, the Reds are 2-1. Pirates, Brewers, and Cubs are all 1-1, one and, one, and the Cardinals are 1-2. and two. In the NL West, the Padres lead the division right now with 3-0. Dodgers 2-1, Rockies 1-2, Giants 1-2, and, and the Diamondbacks 0-3. There we go. Now I got us caught up. Yeah, After, I don't know how I missed my Major League standings when I said 2! Um, dude... I gave you both. You gave me both. Oh, that explains why I don't have one. <laughs> I knew I printed two. <laughs> and we also give you comic relief when we do our podcast. Da 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 Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So here we go. We're going to do some notes here. Let's do it. It is that time of year once again. Time for the boys of summer to take the diamond and play America's pastime. Of course, I'm referring to the game of baseball. The smell of fresh cut grass and the warming sun of spring renews our love for a game that is as American as apple pie. The game takes me back to my youth when I played Little League and was able to show off in the one sport why I was actually better than average against others my age. The Dodgers began uh, began the season defending their World Series crown for the first time since 1989 that the organization went into a season defending, oh, as defending champs. They have plenty of competition for the crown, though, even within their own division as the Padres spent some money like a big market team wanting to end the Dodgers' dominance in the West. Of course, out east, the Mets and Braves also are poised to unseat the Dodgers in the National League. In the American League, the Yankees and Rays will be battling for their division title, and the Astros look to bounce back from scrutiny and rise back to prominence. This will be an exciting season. So, Cooper, how excited are you for the return of Major League Baseball? Dude, I am so excited. Now I got a new team, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm ready to see what happens, brother. Uh, I hope uh, the you know the Red Sox they continue with their losing streak, because that's what exactly what they are—is a bunch of losers. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, dude. <laughs> that cheating. Nah, I have a problem with that cheating shit. I just really do. Well, I have a problem with the cheating shit, too, and the Astros are on top of their division right yeah. now. So it's... Well, you know, they'll fall off sooner or later. Well, so. we can only hope. Right? But uh, it's going to be a definitely yeah, a, the, an interesting the, Those story. are kind of the Astros are the ones that are like, you want them to die, but they never die. Yeah. How <laughs> the F did he not die? <laughs> right? What the yeah, <laughs> uh, TikTok meme. If you're not aware of that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. Finally, I can say it for the first time that in my conscious memory, I can watch the Dodgers as defending world champs. Yes, it's amazing. Dude. Since the last time they did that, I was three. <laughs> so, well, there you go. T- two. The, I ended the season at three, and of course. They were not even in the World Series that following year. And those of you that don't know, Big Man is such a big dog Dodgers fan that he has an L.A. symbol on his arm. Yes, he is literally too. he is literally branded for life. He is a Dodgers fan through and through. Yes, and I've had this tattoo before they won the World Series, so you can't yes. give me crap about that. Exactly. So I got that. It's I'm like now that they. 
won. Now I need to go finish it. World Champs 2020. Snitches. Well, that's the polite way of saying... Never mind. <laughs> I'm not going to have that written on there. It's going to just say World Champs 2020. <laughs> not having the rest of that. All right, man. So, moving on. We had our first COVID issue in Major League Baseball this year as the Nationals and Mets series was postponed due to four players in the Nationals organization contracting the virus. Five other players and a staff member are in quarantine for contact tracing purposes. MLB plans to make up the four games throughout the rest of the season as the teams are scheduled to face each other at 19 times this season as division rivals. More than likely, they'll probably throw in some double headers to make up these games. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Mets-Nationals series postponement? Yeah, man, that's pretty crazy. But, you know, with the pandemic and everything going on, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And... Um, you know, it is what it is, man. It sucks, but you got to do it because, you know, you never know how it's going to hit somebody. I mean, some people, they can be sick for a couple of days, and then other people, they get sick for, you know, a week or, you know, or worse, you end up in the hospital, and we don't want to go down the route that that might end up taking you. Exactly. So, you really have to be careful because you don't know how your body's going to react to this, this virus, so... Mm-hmm. They got to take every precaution they can. So yeah, sir. So it's uh, unfortunate for them. Uh, the Nationals game today was also postponed, but their season will actually commence starting tomorrow against Atlanta. So finally, the Nationals will begin their season. Oh yeah, and uh, COVID, COVID has mm-hmm. actually hit home for me as of late. To uh, <clears throat> my, my aunt and uncle had it. <clears throat> And they were down for nine days. Their daughter got it, and she's she's younger. She's in her twenties. Um, she she only she was only feeling bad for like four days. Right. So I mean, it just all depends on the you know your age, your your underlying conditions, things like that. That's why you know, like me, me personally, I kind of look at it like like kind of like the bird flu or the mm-hmm. or the you know swine flu i do think that it is out there and i do think people are getting sick from it right but i don't think it's nearly as bad as they are claiming it to be but i am taking every precaution every time i go out mm-hmm. i'll wear a mask when i'm in public and things like that because i do have cerebral palsy right so i have to take the precautions because you know if you know it's better to be wise than you know have something bad happen. So. Better to be a little cautious than sorry. Yep, there you go. All right, so we do have a new record for the MLB record books. Yerman Mercedes of the Chicago White Sox got eight hits in his first eight at-bats to start the season, which is an MLB record for most consecutive hits to start a season. The overall record of consecutive at-bat hits at any point in the season is 12. In his ninth at-bat, he did fly out to center field to end the streak. He would finish his game Saturday 3 for 4 with two RBIs and a run scored. But how about that, bro? Right off the bat, we got ourselves a new record in Major League Baseball. That's pretty dang cool, dude. Yes. Uh, especially starting, you know, opening day. Why not, right? Yeah, and actually what's nice for him, too, not only is it an MLB record, it's also an MLB rookie record because he is a rookie. Right, and a franchise record. Yeah, franchise record. So, he, so there you go. So that about... Uh, Worked out really well for Yerman Mercedes, who has spent most of his time in the minor leagues because he is a 28-year-old rookie. But uh, due to uh, one of the uh, White Sox's main players getting hurt this spring, 
uh, your Mercedes is getting an opportunity. Well, you know what? When you get that chip on your shoulder and you get your shot, you get called up, mm-hmm. you, you take that shot and you run with it, dude. And he's proven that he's doing that. So. Yes, sir. Well, definitely with that great of a start. So Yeah, let's hope he keeps up with the hot streak. Then. Yes, sir. All right, you ready to move on to the hardwood? Let's do it. Yes, sir. Here we go. Both the men's and women's final fours are this weekend, and the March Madness has continued, or the Madness of March has continued. This is and, true. <laughs> and what may have been the most surprising upset of the tournament, three-seeded Arizona shocked one-seeded UConn winning 69-59 to advance to the championship sat, uh, Sunday night. On the other side of the bracket, the two one-seeds battled out to the bitter end, but it would be Stanford who would survive in advance against South Carolina. This set up an all-Pac-12 championship game. Stanford swept the season series 2-0, but as we've seen in recent, uh, recently, winning a third for a third time against an opponent, a known opponent is difficult. See the Saints versus Bucks this past season. Um, Stanford would end up beating uh, Arizona in the championship game last night, uh, uh, 52, uh, 53-52. So. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, that is just insane, though. The, that close of a game, too. Yeah. Uh, came down to a final shot being missed by Arizona. And, Yikes. And it was kind of a prayer shot, but she still almost made it in. It was almost as crazy as the next uh, shot we're going to yes, talk about that, here soon. That, that next shot heard around the world, baby. Yes, sir. But uh, congratulations to the uh, women Stanford Cardinal on your championship. First national championship in bas- women's basketball since 1992. That's awesome. As for the men's tournament, one seed Baylor came to play Saturday and obliterated two seed Houston, 78-59 to advance to the championship game. The second game of the night had a championship feel as 11 seeded UCLA pushed one seed Gonzaga to the limit and nearly pulled off the upset. The game would go into overtime and appeared destined for double overtime when Johnny uh, Juzang drove to the hoop, followed his missed floater for an easy layup to tie the game with 3.3 seconds left in overtime. Gonzaga would inbound to Jalen Suggs, who would get just uh, just five feet past half court, heave up a shot in prayer that would be answered with a bank off the backboard. This, of course, would send the Zags to the championship game with an opportunity to become the first team since 1976, Indiana, to run the table of a perfect season. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the madness of the men's tournament. Dude, this is, this is crazy, man. I saw that shot in the highlights. Yeah. I was like, uh, even if they don't, you know, make it any further, you know, and if they don't win, mm-hmm. at least he can say he made that shot, and that's that's something that's going to go down in the history books. It is. It's going to go down. It's one of the most – because I was watching this game. Um, unfortunately, we I missed most of the game, which sucks. That was on me for not remembering that it was on. But I get I happened to check, and I'm like, oh, the game went into overtime, so I put it on, and I watched um, – the uh, um, UCLA was down five at the point when I came in. They hit a three. We're down two in the overtime. Um, got a stop uh, with the time with the remaining time left. It was about like twenty, I think twenty eight seconds left. So it was the thirty cl- thirty second shot clock was off. Um, Johnny Zuzang looked like he was going to try to set up for a three. Couldn't really get a uh, away from his defender like he wanted. So he went inside, tried to hit a floater, bounces off the rim, but he follows it perfectly, grabs it, and it's an easy layup. 3.3 seconds left. And I'm like, wow, this game's going into double overtime. I can't wait to see this. 
until Jalen Suggs gets the ball, takes it up court, gets with it just inside half court, and just pops it like Steph Curry and banks it in. I was just like, what this did I just witness? Yeah. <laughs> this it, game is not going into double overtime now? What? It's it crazy, man. It's like, it was just like a movie, dude. I'm like, did that really just happen? I know. It's insane. So we all hope you enjoy tonight's national championship game. <laughs> if you're not already watching it. Yes. All right, so uh, now we're going to move on to the pro side of basketball. The Lakers landed Andre Drummond in what seemed to be like an in, what seemed like an instant he would be lost to a toe injury. However, the injury was expected only cost Drummond two games. The Kings pat this past Friday and against the Clippers on Sunday, so the Lakers dodged a huge bullet injury wise with that. Having Drummond out any lengthy any length of time beyond just a couple of games would have been demoralizing for this organization that is already missing their two superstars in Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the injury bug that just doesn't seem to want to leave the Lakers alone. Oh, man. Yeah, we knew it was going to catch up to them sooner or later. Um, they, they've been on a great run. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen how slow Miami was to come out, you know, come back from their deficit. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the Lakers, it was only a matter of time before the injury bug hit. And it finally did, and I hope it goes away really soon because, yeah. Yeah, it needs to leave us alone. Yes, it just needs to leave us alone. I don't, I don't like seeing the Clippers above us at all. Yeah, neither do I. If you want to go attack somebody in L.A., go attack them. Yeah. Leave us alone. I'm tired of it. Uh, unfortunately, this does hurt the Lakers in the short term. Hopefully, though, like we said, he was supposed to just miss the one or two games. I knew more than likely he was going to miss both games. There's no risk. There's no reason to risk trying to cause more problems for his toe by bringing him back for the Clipper game. We didn't. We didn't really need him for the Clipper game, like to battle out. I can understand if we were if it was if he was missing two games and it was the last two games and you needed to face the Clippers and you needed to beat the Clippers to get a better position than the Clippers. Then yeah, you put him in against the Clippers if he. If you only expect him to miss the one or two, um, but since we're still got a little bit of time left, having him sit um, obviously against the Kings, we didn't need him, uh, and that ended up being obvious. We pretty much dominated that game without him. Um, but with the Clippers, it wasn't worth the risk him coming back um, for a game that we may or may not have won with his presence. So, obviously. Like I said, if it was the end of the season and it was positioning, yeah, bring him back in. All right, so Drew Holiday may have finally found himself a home in the league as it was announced that him and the Milwaukee Bucks have agreed to terms to a 40-year, $135 million extension that includes bonuses that could take the deal to $160 million. The deal also includes a player option for the fourth year. Holiday did have a player option next season for two, uh, for $26.7 million, but he will decline that option as part of the terms of the new extension. This extension, though, will now pay him $30 million next season, so the $26.7 million, um, and his salary raises each year until it reaches $37 million in, dollars in his option year. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Drew Holiday and the Bucks agreeing to that extension? Why couldn't I, you know, not been handicapped? You know, play some basketball? No, 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 dude. Why couldn't you have been handicapped and play some baseball? Because baseball players... Or where the money's at. Well, either way, dude. I mean, I'm saying these guys get paid 
crap loads of money, and I'm like, how? And it's all guaranteed. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know what's crazy? is seeing these guys that get this money, and mm. then they, like, when they're done with sports, they're, like, broke. It's like, dude, no. Mm-hmm. Right. You need to learn to invest that stuff. Learn to, learn to uh, you know, make a business outside of what you're doing. Yeah, it's funny to see how somebody can go from making hundreds of millions of dollars and then going to broke. It's like, all right, here's my problem with that. You have so much money that if you... You swim in it. Like, well, basically, but I'm just saying, if you took the money and lived the way you were used to living, upgrade a little bit. I can see upgrading a little bit. Yeah. But mostly stay relatively how you've been living. You can then take that money that you're... Saving from that and use that, and you could easily become a billionaire in playing the stocks. Yeah, it's like you all should be billionaires by now. Oh, definitely. Which is why I like what LeBron's doing, he's diversified his portfolio so well. That's why I'm not going to be surprised. When he's done with the game, he's he's going he's to be set. A, yeah, he's going to be a billionaire. And Jordan did that, Jordan was the first true player that seemed to get it. Outside of Magic Johnson, because Magic Johnson, I don't, Magic, I don't think he's a billionaire yet, but based off what he was earning compared to in the 80s and stuff, and then the very early 90s, you know, he was rich comparatively because he knew he needed to um, have a portfolio. He Does he live well? Yeah, but he also made sure he could live well later yeah. because he took care of business um, aspects on the outside. Yeah, and so, I mean... I, and I, jo- then Jordan. I remember Jordan's uh, documentary there on Netflix. And mm-hmm. They were talking about how Jordan didn't go out and he didn't, he didn't party like the other players. He didn't do. He he was more about getting his rest, and he actually had his mom with him all the time. So, yeah. you know, I mean that's that's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. So it's just like I mean a lot of these guys who make this kind of money could easily be billionaires if they. If they did it right. right. Yeah, because why live in luxury now when you can live in luxury when you're at that age where you can just enjoy it better? Because right. right now, even if, say if we were this rich, yeah, would we want to live that luxurious now or later when we're going to actually enjoy it? Because we're obviously still be working. Yeah. He's, they're still working. They're around our age or a little bit younger, yada, yada. But oh, yeah, I think in anything in life, you really have to be humble. Yeah. Because if you're not humble... Uh, what, what, you're going to learn some lessons in life that's going to make you humble. Yeah. Though, I, I, I think Drew Holiday is going to be one of those players that we hear about as not having a money crisis. He doesn't seem, because he's been, he, he's got, he's one of those guys who's had to earn his way. Oh yeah, definitely. So, I don't, I don't think he's going to be one of those players who gets this money and just all of a sudden becomes a, kind of a, you know, douche or whatever. I'm just saying, like, when I see that, them kind of numbers of like, right, like, like. I mean, you win the lottery and you get like five million. You're like, yeah, I'm set for life. Yeah, you get these guys that are playing sports and they get like thirty million dollar contract. And you're like, yeah. I mean, it's it's just totally two different kind of ways of thinking, I guess. It is. All right, so the Seventy Sixers got a big boost this past week as they got the return of their big man Joel Embiid after a ten game absence. Embiid, who thought his season may have come to an abrupt end. In- uh, when his left leg buckled under him in a game against the Wizards in Washington D.C., however, his return Saturday. Uh, however, he was able to return Saturday and give his team 24 points in a victory over the visiting Timberwolves 
and a final score of 122-113. to This, of course, was a huge relief for 76ers fans. The organization and Embiid himself has been hampered by injuries for much of his career thus far. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Joel Embiid getting a nice return to the Sixers? Well, that's great, dude. I mean, that's how you want it. That's how you want to come back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's hope he can keep the momentum going and the 76ers can keep keep winning and, and see what happens with the rest of the year. Yeah, this is unbelievable how a team that looked like they had no idea direction what they were doing Really not that long ago. About six years ago, it didn't seem like the 76ers had any clue what they were doing. Now it looks like they might be one of the top teams to beat in the East. Well, they kind of are. But I'm just saying where they could actually challenge someone coming out of the West for a championship. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, rest of the season plays out between them, the Nets, and whoever comes out West. Because the West is going to be a scrap. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. <clears throat> Where it's kind of the East, you kind of already kind of know it's either going to be the Sixers or the Nets. Yeah. Hate to break it to anybody. Unless the Heat catch fire again. Which they might. We never know what the you Heat. You never know. The Heat kind of just heat their rises. Thing. I keep telling you all that. It's science. Heat rises. <laughs> science. Look it up. <laughs> it's just science. All right. So, our final thing here. Isaiah Thomas. No, not that Isaiah Thomas. The younger version has been signed to a 10-day contract by the New Orleans Pelicans. The only reason why I'm bringing this up is because Thomas plans to honor Kobe Bryant by wearing the number 24 for the Pelicans. Uh, To me, this is a lovely tribute by Thomas to honor the Lakers legend, who we all know died tragically in January of 2020. One could argue that he is also honoring Gigi, whose number was 2 when she played basketball, and to have the number 24 as a double honoring is a great gesture by Thomas. Uh, so I actually do personally hope Thomas does well with the Pelicans and is given an opportunity to play the rest of the year with the team. Cooper, your thoughts on Isaiah Thomas's honoring the memory of Kobe Bryant? That is awesome, dude. Uh, yeah, Kobe Bryant was a big, big commodity in this league. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a lot, a lot for the game, a lot for the younger players and... Uh, you know, it's tragic what happened to him and his daughter and, and, and the so many other people that were on board. Right. So, I mean, uh, to honor his memory and honor his daughter's memory and the, the memory of all them people, I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. And, yeah, I hope he does. He gets more playing time. And, and uh, yeah, that's, that's freaking awesome, dude. It is. Uh... Yeah, I basically got nothing else to add to it because I basically said what I felt on that whole art little thing we just put it out. But I just it it's nice a nice gesture on his part, honestly. And uh, I hope and like I said, I just hope because of his willingness to do something like that, um, he plays well enough too, so that way he can continue playing basketball the rest of the year for the Pelicans. Unfortunately, the organization doesn't appear destined to make the uh, playoffs this year, um, but because uh, I'm kind of telling you they need a veteran leader and unfortunately thomas even though he has veteran veteran experience is not really going to be that leader for him but hopefully somebody who can step in while lonzo ball is still dealing with his injury and something can be worked out for him yeah yeah man so but still that that's that that pulls up the heartstrings man uh mm-hmm. you know kobe bryant was my favorite player was your favorite player and uh yeah I mean, heck, I had a dog named after him, so, right. <laughs> you know, and he died this year, too. Yep. So, well, into 2020 as well, so. Yeah, 2020. He was an old dog, too. Yeah. He, he was, he was, 
what, almost 13. Something like that, yeah. So, yeah. He'd be, I, I'd had that dog since uh, my daughter was six months old, and she's now 10. So yeah, and she he was, was about three years older when you got three yeah. years old when you got him. So he's about 13 years old. Yep. So. All right, man. So be sure to tune in tomorrow as we have exclusive football talk because NASCAR took a break this weekend. Yes. In honor of Easter And I promise Sunday. we will bring it back to you guys tomorrow night. That <laughs> is totally my bad. I'm sorry, Cooper. Cooper gassed out, and I was like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> Cooper sometimes thinks he's a little superhuman, and he... His body went, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, the palsy kicked in and said, you're going to sleep. <laughs> Mama said, knock you out. <laughs> Literally. So, and then, of course, Thursday we'll bring you Worldwide Sports Talk. Uh, uh, technically, we're going to have to discuss what we're doing about Wrestling Talk because Wrestling Talk will have to commence maybe after WrestleMania. We might have to move that to Monday because of... WrestleMania being a two-night event. That is true. We usually do it on Saturday. Yeah. And so there's not going to really be a point to do it. We might just have to take a break on Wrestling Talk. We'll we'll discuss and we'll we'll let you guys know. We'll put we'll it out. We'll let you guys know. We'll put it out there. Um, but Sunday we'll have basketball, baseball talk again. We'll put it out there. Uh, actually, it's really going to depend on how things go, honestly, with WrestleMania. Yeah, because we might be watching that, too. Yeah, so we might have to push wrestle, basketball, baseball talk again to mon- next Monday. And we might just have to take a stop off of uh, wrestling talk this week for WrestleMania. Because uh, usually, like we said last this last week, we usually do the preview the night before the pay-per-view. But the problem is the pay-per-view is a two-night event. So that kind of... Throws so a wrench in what we thing. could do is do it that next weekend and review the whole thing. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that. We can do that. So we'll do the review. So Wrestling Talk is taking a break this week. We're going to do the, give you the review next Saturday, the following Saturday. Yes, that works. The 17th. Yes. We'll give you the full recap of WrestleMania. Yeah, that'll work. Because <laughs> it's going to be a long one anyway. So I hope yeah. you're all ready for that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, so this next week, basketball talk will be moved to Monday because of the pay per view. Football talk should football and NASCAR talk should, still should commence as scheduled On the Tuesday. Tuesday of next week. And then hopefully we get everything kind of back to normal. <laughs> yes, quote if, unquote. If there is such a thing, yeah, because we're all trying to get back to normal. So I think that's it. Yeah, man, uh, it's kind of crazy on the way home. Uh, we were driving past some baseball fields, and they actually had some baseball games going on. Nice. I was like, God. I was like, it, it's so cool to see kind of the world going back to somewhat normal. Somewhat normal. So it, yeah. it was nice, dude. I was like, yes, baseball. Yes. The normalcy is starting to re- and return. It was just like high school baseball, but I was like, dude, they're out there playing. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So. Alright, so be sure to check us out, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, the TikTok. The Tiki Talk. Because we got you there. We need followers on that so we can do these episodes live. Yeah. Well, that may mean something for me, but, you know, (laughs) something I can't do no more. But we won't get into that. Anyway, so find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Follow us. We'd love to hear from y'all. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's so it. We're good. Yeah, all right. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.